This month in the Hustle Humbly community, we're talking all about working with family. Not just as a real estate business partner or team, but also representing family in their own transactions. Want to hear other community members share their stories and advice? There's still time to join us in the group and participate in the May Live. Head over to hustlehumblypodcast.com slash membership to sign up. See you there. And I was pregnant. So that was kind of, that kind of spurred the move too. I was like, I can't continue at this pace. The schedule wasn't going to work. I decided, okay, I'm going to get my broker's license, but I'm not having any agents. <laughs> Just gonna That be worked me. out really well. And Yeah, that worked out. <laughs> You're not having to hurt their feelings yeah. and I never have to talk to them again. You're just a third party <laughs> expert. I still, to this day, get clients off of Instagram. That you don't know in any way, don't other than they way. failed you on Instagram. Hi y'all, welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi Alyssa, hey Katie, it's episode 215. And we have a guest today, Woo-hoo. an in-studio <laughs> guest, which is our favorite. Um, Brandy, welcome. Hi. Please tell the people who you are and how we know you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am Brandy Salvador, and I am a broker, interior designer, and I'm also Katie's broker. <laughs> That's right. She's my <laughs> broker. She's been waiting for you to say that part. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, yes. Okay. And friend. And we're yes. friends and we've wanted to have you on the show. We've actually had quite a few listeners request, you know, every time it comes up and we talk about boutique brokerage and where mm-hmm. I work and what you do or people yeah. go and find you, especially on Instagram. They're like, you should interview Brandy. I'm like, here she is. Yes, we She's are. She's here for we the are. interview. Um, I want to say that I just read your little bio before we came on here and you have had your license since 2013. Yes. And I liked in your bio, you said your goal was to be able to provide your clients a full service experience when they want to make big changes to their home life. Yes. Because mm. you're, and especially now in the market that we're in, you're in a different kind of situation where you're not just selling real estate, you're also providing design services. Yes. And I feel right now, especially after COVID, our design is really 80% of my business right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that. Right. Mm. Okay. So first, tell us a little bit how your business has evolved and were you always entrepreneurial is my question. Yeah, like where, where, what did you do before real estate? So I, while I was in school at LSU, trying to figure out what to do with my life, um, I got a job at a local Planet Beach in Prairieville and I was 18. Is Planet Beach nationwide? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Nationwide. And they were even international at one point. Oh, wow. I did not know this either. Oh, okay. You didn't know about this. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. You got a job at the so Planet Beach. I actually remember Alyssa coming in and tanning at my Planet Beach. Yeah. yeah. I used to go to the one on... Old Hammond. Yeah. That's yeah. right by okay. my parents where they lived. Yeah. So I started at the one in Prairieville and literally probably two weeks after I started, the manager... Just one day walked out and left while I was there. She said, I quit. <laughs> like, okay, bye. I'm not like she had gotten off the phone with the owner and, you know, was she just left. And what? so I called the owner and I was like, hey, what to do now? And he was like, I don't know what to do. I He is actually a lender. 
Um, <laughs> like a mortgage <laughs> broker? A mortgage broker, yeah. What? And so he was just like, could you, do you think you could like kind of hold the ship you can know, you hold down the fort? Can you hold down the fort? <laughs> yeah, like, I can't even think of the word. You words, were like, I'm 18. I didn't even tell him I was 18. I just said, I can try. Stop. And I mean, the pay was like $5,000 a month. So back in <gasps> 2000. Wait, wait. Hold on. It. Back up. You made $5,000 a month working at the Planet Beach? Yeah, managing it, yes. You were like, I'll hold you on the fort, no problem. <laughs> yeah, but I had to figure out how to work 40 hours a week plus go to, go school. to school. So I had to like cut by my hours at school oh my and God. manage. But I really did enjoy it. Like okay. I enjoyed my job there. And I was like, how can I pass up this much money? Because I didn't have Hard. like, I was literally supporting myself through college. I did okay. not, my, I have... Four younger siblings. I did not feel comfortable asking my dad to pay for anything. Mm, right. You know? um, and I I just, I couldn't. So I was like, okay. How long did that last? So I, when I was 21, he decided that he wanted to sell that location. He had the other location on Old Hammond. And he was like, it's just slammed. I, I can't manage. I can't manage mm-hmm. two managers and two mm-hmm. businesses. He did, and, right. So um, at the time, like they when they started building these, they didn't build them with a washer and dryer. <laughs> okay, so oh no, you, you were having to like he was having to come and like pick up towels and, and wash and towels take them home and, and wash. Yes, them? and he was like, "This is too much." Uh-huh. So the old Hammond location was like booming. The Prairieville location was doing good, but Prairieville wasn't what it was now back then. Right, it was a like quiet, it was very mm-hmm. small, quiet, rural cow pasture still. Mm-hmm. So he took on old Hammond. I bought. Prairieville from him at the age of 21 for a very good price. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Did you have money to do it? Or did you have, do you have to get like a business loan? I had to take out a loan. Okay. I had some help. At 21. At 21. This is amazing. That also feels like it's a pretty fearless decision. You were like, sure, I'll give it a go. I tend to be a very fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Um, I, like to think that God's in charge of all it's of it. Happen. You know, it's all so like work. when I'm presented with things, I'm like, I'll try it. Sure. I mean, like, what's if the I worst? fail, I fail. Right. I, I love that. From it. Yes. I love that attitude there. Like, what's the worst that could happen? Right. They close down the planet beach. Like, right. And then what? You're fine. Right. I'm still fine. Yeah. I'm still <gasps> go find another job, you know. Right. So. I love, how long did you own it? So I owned that one. Um, I think we sold that one in 2000. Probably nine because I bought Old Hammond. Wow. He oh, Old Hammond was booming, so they opened Highland at Airline. Okay, okay, and I was like, well, that was a mistake because it's not a big enough right. area to okay. have two. Li- kind of that was literally half of yeah. of a mile, and then. Everybody who lived in Prairieville worked in Baton Rouge. So a lot of my clients were stopping by the new one. They're like, well, they have newer beds and newer bulbs and blah, 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 blah. So it was just this whole thing. And I was like, I'm getting out of Prairieville. And then I bought Old Hammond. Okay. How did you decide to get into real estate? Was there something in between the the tanning bed and and real estate? So I ended up. Eventually, I was actually an opening coordinator for Plano Beach. I started like opening locations in Florida and stuff like oh, that. No way. And then they would send me to fix locations that weren't doing well. And then they were kind of doing some things that I didn't really agree with. And I saw the writing on the wall like, this company is going to go down. Like, okay. it's not going to last. And it hasn't. It, mm-hmm. 
Like it doesn't exist anymore? Mm -mm, No. I mean, I don't even know if they have any. I don't know either. I don't know if they have any. They turn into hot works. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. Where they do the hot yoga. Yeah, because we're not supposed to be in tanning beds. Yes. So it's like a whole different thing. I was going to say, I am a spray tanner now. So. Yeah. So um, from there, I was like, okay, I sold that location in 2011. And I was like, I think I might want to be like a business consultant. Like go into businesses that aren't doing well. And show them what they could do to be better. Okay. And then I went to an LSU baseball game with a friend. And it was in the suites. And Cypress Title was doing the little... They were hosting. They were hosting. Got it. And they asked me if I wanted to be their new marketing rep. And you're like, and well, okay. Like, and you, you do what you do. And you say, okay, I'll give it a try. I'll try. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Right. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I was there for a couple of years and then I kept telling them, you guys, y'all have to open more locations. They only had that one location. I okay. kept saying, you have to open more locations. Mm-hmm. Well, after I left, they ended up opening a bunch of locations. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was okay. like, see, mm-hmm. should be a consultant. I told you. So working at the title company kind of gave I you a preview of real estate. a ton of realtors. Right. So my job was to market to realtors and lenders. Mm-hmm. And, and you won't be the first title marketing person that- To switch. That didn't. Then got their license. Yeah. Right. I see it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I left there. Um, I got recruited to run a buyer's team. Okay. Um, at Keller Williams. Okay. So there was an agent there and he was like, I really think you would be great at running the buyer side. Okay. So basically learning how to be a real estate agent, working with buyers only, and then teaching other agents on the team how to be buyer's agents. Okay. okay. At this point, though, you're actually going out and working with buyers. Yes. You've gotten your license. Like, before I had my license, I was telling people I was getting my license. I was showing three people. Oh. Like, land. (laughs) Okay. But, like, with with the... the, Someone licensed. Someone licensed. You weren't breaking the law. Yeah. No, no, no. I was not breaking the law. (laughs) Okay. No. I was showing with someone licensed, but Mm -hmm. when I did pass my test, I had two closings or three closings, like, right right away. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. It was great. You don't hear that. No. Very rarely. Awesome. And it was three people from my sphere that I had just told, hey, I'm getting my real estate license. Yeah. Okay. So oh. um, it was great. And it was very high stress, though. You know, yeah, I right. was literally learning how to do everything on my own because the team leader had a ton of business on his own. He didn't yeah. have a ton of time to teach me. So once licensed, you went straight to being the buyer's agent leader of yes. this team. Yes. How many pe- buyers were you managing? Do you remember about? How many a- buyers agents? Mm-hmm. Just one okay. at the time. And okay. then it kind so of So the two of you more. working all the buyers. Right. Was it sort of a traditional structure where team leader was doing all the listings and the two of y'all were doing all the buyers? Yes. And then that team grew? Yes. Okay. But then I happened to, there was an agent who referred a builder Okay. Who would not work with men. He only wanted to work <laughs> with women. Hmm. And so I got sent out on that appointment. And that's kind of how the design started because oh. he was building a neighborhood behind Parkview and he had built these spec homes. He didn't want to deal with custom builds. He only mm-hmm. wanted to build specs. Okay. And his spec homes were not selling. Ah. And so I was like, well, they're way too masculine. You've got way too many dark colors going on. And so I started designing his new construction and I started, I think I was one of the first people to ever virtually stage a property, probably in Baton Rouge. Oh, really? I figured out how to virtually stage 
the ones that weren't selling. Okay. And got people through the door. And that's you how did we it sold on your own, like Photoshop we sold, like, style. For, yes. That's impressive. Like Photoshop like, style. Like three bucks brownie. Yeah, like I sent it to the builder and he was like, this is amazing. <laughs> You're like, thank you. He's like, it looks so real. It looks like there's yeah. actually furniture in there. And it got a ton of buyers interested in the neighborhood. The neighborhood was very hidden. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't see it from the street. You had to go through an old neighborhood to, to get, get there. to it. Had you gone to school for design? How did you? No, how did absolutely you absolutely not. Know like, that, is this the first time you discovered you had that in yes. you? I mean, Helping when I was young, I would clean our house and rearrange, like, the bookshelves and the furniture. I was always rearranging. You're born mm-hmm. into it. Yeah. yeah. It was I literally just something. born into it. I decorated my family home growing up. Yeah. That's fun. Like, my mom was like, I don't mm-hmm. have any interest in Right. Like, you, you do, do this. this. Yeah. Okay. How long were you on the team? We're going to try to, like, get through the, yeah. the fast forward I'm through the lying. story. Like, yeah. how, how long were you on the team? I was on the team for five years. Okay. What made you leave the team like what was the next thing that happened so it was super stressful i mean closing 40 to 60 deals a year and you know on the team i was making half mm-hmm. of my deals yeah so i was bringing in half of the commission and i, I had to be at the office every day for eight thirty. but i was also a lot of times working when you're working with buyers you're working evenings and weekends yeah, yeah. and i was writing contracts until 10 11 o'clock at night and was closing three to four deals a month. So you're working a lot. Yeah. Um, and then having to be at the office every morning, I was just super stressed out. And I was like, I don't feel fulfilled. Like, this is not. So I moved to Remax Professional, a smaller okay. brokerage. I didn't know that either. <laughs> wow. Alyssa's learning so much during yeah, this chat. I know. Okay. Yeah. Which was a small, at the time. About 40 agents. Office. Yeah. Um, a lot of, and I was pregnant. So that was kind of, that kind of spurred the move too. I was like, I can't continue at this pace. The schedule wasn't going to work. Right. And I, I loved all the experience that I got there. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get a ton of experience in a very short amount of time in real estate. Yeah. There you go. The the team life will get you there. Yeah. You will get there quick. Okay. Are you willing to share with us the story that you told me? And you can just tell me real quick. But I remember early on when we met, you told me, you know, I was asking about your background and Mm -hmm. the team and everything you Mm -hmm. said. When you were on the team, they they did a personality assessment, and then mm-hmm. they told you what you should be doing, like what your optimal function would be on the team. Do you Based do you remember that personality test? Yes. Yeah. Do you so, remember that? Yes. So at Keller Williams, back when I was there, they were very into personality assessments, yeah. like the DISC and all these things. And you were kind of like put into positions based on these personality tests. Interesting. Right? Well, I took the DISC, and it fit my role as the lead buyer's agent. And then the owner of Keller Williams created his own personality assessment oh. that com- that went out company-wide. And mm. so this was, I was five years in at this point. Yeah, um, I took the personality assessment and it said that I should be someone's personal assistant. And you were like, I don't. And I was like, I feel completely mm-hmm. just unseen right. at this moment. Yeah. yeah. Because... You're like, well, and I, you're a leader. You've been leading this whole I, the time. whole time. Yeah, the whole time. And I felt like the leader of the team was kind of disappointed in my results. Results. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Like you I, have been labeled. I was labeled and I just felt like, okay. And I was pregnant and I was like, you know. All this happened at the same time. Yeah. So you're like, I, may, maybe it's time for a little. Did they want to demote you based off of the label? Um, I wanted to be able to do listings. 
I wanted at five years, being five years yeah, in and doing sh- that many transactions, I was like, I want to be able to take on listings. Yeah. And I felt like the leader there needed someone to do that, but he didn't want to let that go. Um, he had one other agent doing it, but it was like, he didn't want to put me in that role. He and, wanted and me he as, the, as his buyer's agent. Yeah, right. Yeah, he certainly because not give it away yeah. to someone who was just labeled either. Right. I was right. labeled an assistant, a personal assistant. <laughs> right. He's so like, was like, see, I can't give you I can't listings. give you Yeah. So. Okay. At that point, how many people were on the team? And then we're going to move on. Oh, probably like eight. Okay. So it had gotten pretty big. It had gotten big. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So now you've gotten, you know, you're out on your own. You're just an individual. You've moved to a smaller office, still at a big franchise. How did you end up opening a brokerage? Where, like, what is the backstory to this? So my husband got a job in Lake Charles from his hometown. Okay. Um, He was working for Exxon. He got moved or he didn't get moved, but he got offered a job and he kind of couldn't pass it up. So we moved there and I didn't really want to leave my, I had so many past clients. I had built this large amount of past clients. Right. And I'm like, look, I'll just travel back and forth. If I have a client that wants to list, I'm going to list. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's clarify for the people who have no clue where Lake Charles is. Yeah. I mean, how long of a drive was it? Two and a half hours. Okay. So you're like, so I if I had to go on a listing appointment, I could do a listing appointment, you know? And I didn't know if this job was going to be permanent because he was also like, I don't know, you know, right. if this company isn't great, which they turned out to be like very unsafe, Oh, and mm-hmm. like in plant life, it's so you like, came back. So after a year of being there, we you, came back. Right. So you basically yeah. didn't oh. want to leave your business here. I didn't want to leave my business there, but I wanted to start possibly flipping homes in Lake Charles. Like, okay. because the real estate there is a lot cheaper than in Baton Rouge. Right. And there's less competition there. It's yeah. a much smaller town. So I was like, you know, and my husband was like, why don't you just get your broker's license? You know, and I was like, ugh. I don't right. want agents like right. I think the team thing had really turned me off of like you just having didn't want to manage people at the time. Well, you know how much goes into it's a lot. Yeah, yeah. it is a lot. Managing people is a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole nother career. I decided, okay, I'm gonna get my broker's license, but I'm not having any agents. <laughs> just gonna that be worked me. out really well. And yeah, that worked out. <laughs> um, right. So I. Uh, so you're still at Remax. Okay, but why didn't you just go to a brokerage there? Like, why did you like? Why didn't you just join a broker there? Because you can't be part of right. There wasn't there wasn't a broker that was there and in Baton Rouge. So you had to become a broker in order to work. I wanted to work both areas. Okay, because their MLS is completely different than ours, and I had to be part of their board and. And there were no brokers that crossed over because it really is there far were. enough away that there weren't. Most there weren't. people would not work both and markets. And Lisa was kind and did say she would join that, you know, yeah. that. But MLS, my husband yeah. was like, no, just like go get your broker's license. Just do it. And then you can keep all your commissions. Well, right. And you don't have to pay fees and all this other stuff. So, mm-hmm. okay. But was the process to get your broker's license difficult? No, it was essentially taking the test over again, um, the salesperson test. Yeah. And then at the end, you have like these word problems, I guess you could say. Oh, okay. Like, what would you do in this situation? And what would you do in oh. that situation? So that was about an hour. But you're really just taking the real estate license exam all over again. Right. Plus the broker section. Plus the broker section, which is short. Okay. Um I would say the hardest part was really like figuring out like what all do I have to do with Lorac and 
Right. Mm-hmm. G- like, GBRAR. What kind of insurance and, do I need? And what, how do- Yes. And like ICA agreements, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, okay. I don't even know what an ICA agreement is. Mm-hmm. I didn't give you one. Oh, so. okay. Thanks. <laughs> That's why you don't know. It's <laughs> basically. I mean, I just don't know the term. Yeah. So it's basically an independent contractor agreement mm-hmm. stating that like, you're not going to steal my branding. You're not going to steal my yes. name. I've had to like, sign a contract when I was at Remax. Yes. Got it. So I've been working on my ICA agreement for about five years now. <laughs> I see. I see. It's just okay. not a fun project. So it keeps no, getting pushed to I'm the back not, But I really need to like just hand it off to an attorney because oh, I've kind yeah. of learned some hard lessons with not having one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Good you know, to know. But it's like that's part of owning a business. Owning your so business. So what year was Southerly born? 2017. Okay. I love that. So, that's a long time. Okay. Almost seven years? Six I years? mean, six years. Hey friend, if you're an Email Templates 101 owner, be sure to log in and check out the 2024 updates and brand new templates in your course. You'll find a new active listing seller check-in template as well as a new offer delivery template for your sellers, plus lots of fine tuning to the other existing templates. Don't have Email Templates 101 yet? Grab yours now at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash courses. Did you know when you started Southerly, even though you just wanted to be you, Mm -hmm. did you know it would be a design staging real estate firm from the beginning? I did because I was like, this is great. I can do, I can start charging now for, because a lot of my past clients, the way that I would sell homes was unique in the fact that I would say, okay, like you could totally buy this house, take down this wall, do this, do that. And I would give them a list. Right. And say, these are the things you can do. Here's some ideas on tile. Here's some floors. Here's this, that, and the other. And I was doing all that for free as a buyer's agent. Right. Mm -hmm. It was a service of your real estate business. Yes. And so I also sold a lot more houses that way because a lot of people don't have vision. Right. Right. And so I was able to have that vision and give that to my buyers. But also the staging started, my brother called me and asked me to sell his house. Okay. And it when I walked in there, it looked like really? a <laughs> total bachelor pad. Like every piece of furniture had been handed down to him from some family member. Oh my. And <laughs> everything was brown. The walls were lime green oh, no. and yellow and like oh, no. neon yellow. And I was like, Mm-mm. I can't sell this. Mm-mm. Like we're going to have to do some painting. Yeah. Some decluttering. Some furniture. He was like, this is all the furniture I have. You're like, so oh. I went to court furniture. I rented furniture. Okay. I bought some rugs and I staged his house and it sold for list price in like five days. Did he like it? He, yes. He wanted to live there after I right. finished staging right. that's, yeah. was, And that's the response that I get from so many sellers is... Now that you've done all this, we wish we could stay. Like, we almost don't even want to sell our house Mm -hmm. because we wish we had done all this for years and we just didn't have the the Right. You didn't, they didn't know. Right. They didn't know what to do, how to do it. Like, this house can't be fixed. You can fix most houses in two to three months. Okay. So, with the market the way it is now and Mm -hmm. a lot of sellers feeling like they're stuck, do you feel like you're in this very good position, though, with your company to be like, Hey, I do. Like, I mm-hmm. feel extremely fortunate that right. I started this. Yeah, because you're like, don't worry, you can't move. We have the service you need. Just redesign your house or add on to yes. your house or remodel something. 
I'm in the process right now of redoing our website and having like a full menu of like pre-list. And if you're listing with us, what that comes with and staging and all that kind of stuff. Because yeah, we can still, we have two giant storage units full of furniture, you know, and books and all kinds of things to stage with. And yeah, you know, um, I've had so much experience with paint colors. I Mm -hmm. absolutely love paint. I have a paint guide that I did and it's, I actually just started giving it away for free. It's my freebie. Oh, I love that. So We'll link the paint guide in yeah. the show notes. Yeah. The okay. paint guide has a lot of like different paint colors that you can put together that for interior, for exterior, all of that. I love that. Because people need help with their paint. They yeah. do. I mean, I went into a house recently to do design and they had painted the baseboards one color white and the walls another color white. And like the baseboards are like peach. <gasps> oh. And I was oh, like, no. guys, the baseboards are peach. Like, like I didn't even want to say it. I was like, like, who painted the house? Like, what did right. do? we don't want to hurt you feelings. Like, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. But, you know, they have to know. It was. They have to know. Not good. Okay. Like we never have picked paint. <laughs> oh, God. It shows. Yeah, right. Nobody knows. All right. So the design services were all always there. What are the design services? Actually, tell us the structure of the office. Who's like who's working there now? Because we really haven't touched on the fact that it's not just you as the designer. Right. So tell us about Southerly and how it's structured today. Okay. So we have several agents, several real estate agents. Right. And then we have a lot of our real estate agents are interested in staging and design, so they like to come help me on projects. So we have Megan, who will come help on projects. Um, I have Jennifer, who is a retiree but loves interior design, and she's helping on projects. And so I have, like, a handyman now who comes to all the projects. I love it. Um, and can hang curtains and do all the, like, handy things mm-hmm. that we need done. Um Kate Lambert helps us a lot with our new builds. Uh, she's like an expert in new build construction. And she has her real estate license, right? She has her but real estate license. she only does design work at this point. She only does design work. Um, she figured she works with so many builders that she was like, if a builder wants me to list, then at least I have my license. Right. And Brandy can help me list the property. Like we could co-list together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. So you have designers. Mm-hmm. You have agents and then you have some that sort of cross over mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. a nice mix but they all work together anyway yes. and i think having that like i've taken a listing before where i'm like look this old brick house needs new <laughs> a new front door and shutter colors can you like pop over and yeah. tell my client and yeah. so being able to tell my seller i'm like look the design the design lead from our office is going to come pick yeah. you a color put it on the shutters and yeah. don't you know you picked a lovely color and it looked great. Great door, great shutters. I thought it looked a million times better. They were, they were, it was a um inheritance. So there was yeah. four siblings that were like fighting over how to get the house ready. Yeah. And when they painted them, they were like, oh no, I think y'all, for the record, it was orange before, right? It was orange. Orange brick, orange shutters, orange door. The whole it was interior orange. was orange. Everything was hideous. That's it was bad. terrible. Um, the shutter color you picked was a very neutral, like yes. off-whitish color. Yes. I mean, I don't know what I would call it. Anyway, in the nice like green-blue door. It was yes. beautiful. They were like, uh, so-and-so, one of the siblings doesn't, thinks that the shutters are too light. And I'm just like, 
Okay, well, I'll come take a spin by in two days. And don't you know, in two days, they had all looked at it long enough that they were like, yeah. I mean, because at first it was like, this isn't mom's house this anymore. Is different. Right? It's, it's different. It's very hard when people, ha- people have emotional attachments <sighs> to, to their, their house home. and the colors and their mom loved orange. Yeah. yeah. So, you well, know. in two days, they were like, you're right. This looks good. But I'm yeah. like, I'm okay. so glad. And it did sell quick. It totally sold quick. They yeah. made all the right changes. So... And I think it's easier sometimes with sellers when you have me come in and say, this is what needs to be done because you're not having to hurt their feelings and I never have to talk to them again. You're just a third party (laughs) expert. You just swoop in and be like, swoop back out. (laughs) Right. It really is a system that works. Yeah. Okay. So what if there are agents right now, especially in this market that are maybe struggling a little bit, or maybe they're just design, you know, interested or have that talent or skill. Like, how would you recommend someone add design services into their business? Well, I think the best way to start is to charge hourly. So decide what you want to get paid hourly and tell your clients, like, look, I'm charging $50 an hour for design services. Here's some of the homes that I've helped with. I think having pictures of things that you've done in the past is really yeah. helpful to clients. They, people are visual. They need to see what you've worked on and if you'll have the same kind of taste. Yeah. But I think it's totally doable to charge hourly and they can Venmo you. You can easily get a QuickBooks account. And, you know, I when I do charge hourly, I list out, you know, what I did. That way they can see. Right. People can tend to forget what you have done. Uh So I think it's great to like list out. I spent 10 hours and this is what I did in those 10 hours. Right. And then it's an extra source of income for a lot of agents are interested in design. Because yeah. I love, I still love going show well, houses. It's the agents yeah, that like, when they got into real estate said, I just love looking at houses and they really meant it. Yeah. Like they're typically and, a little more design focused. And like your house, like you're great at design. Oh, thank like you. your That's house is beautiful. Kind. You know what I'm saying? Like you're able to help people, right. you know, pick well, a subway tile or pick, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, every agent that has that kind of design feel Mm -hmm. has at some point given a seller or a buyer advice that they took and worked out. I mean, it's going to be pretty easy to go snap a photo or get get a before and after of a listing where you were like, well, you need to paint this kitchen ballet white, you know, and then it looked better. And the other thing that I find is that an interior designer is going to charge $250 an hour Mm -hmm. to give you advice. Right. So if you have a realtor in your corner that is good at these things mm-hmm. and can charge 50, 75, even $100 an hour. I mean, that's... And is available. And a lot of interior right. designers that are doing really well, they don't have time to like come help you pick paint colors or help you pick out tile or help you They don't quickly. want to a la carte things. No, they want like jobs yeah. that are $100,000 or more, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as far as So there is budget. really a little niche in the yeah. market there. I think I there's th- a great niche. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. So what design services are you in the office offering now? Like, do you have kind of an a la carte menu or how does that go? So our design services right now are, you have to have a budget of at least $15,000 to hire design okay. on that side. Um, so if you're d- redoing your living room and you want to spend at least $15,000, then on yes. new furnishings. Yes. And, okay. Yes. So not 15000 for your designer, but 15000 to do for the project. To do whatever project you're doing. Okay. Um, 
I do take on smaller projects on the side if it is one of my past clients. Yeah. So if my past client calls me and says, I need paint colors, I'll right. absolutely do that. Or um, like when an agent in your office is like, can you help me pick yes. out a paint color for my dining room table? Yes, I will absolutely do that. <laughs> Thanks. So yeah, so I don't mind doing like small projects for my sphere of people right. that have helped me get to where I am. And then like a lot of agents like you and Alyssa and other agents have sent me a ton of remodel business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, our design business is um, majority new builds, remodels. Uh, we're doing a lot of Airbnbs right now. Um, so you do like the furnishing. We do re like a renovation we, and been a furnish. remodeling and furnishing. So uh. those hard to sell houses that kind of back up to the interstate or have something funky about them that are just hard to sell. A lot of investors are buying those as Airbnbs right now. Hmm. And then we're kind of going in, renovating, doing light renovations. Not, you know, our renovation budget is usually under 100K okay. for a Airbnb. And then it costs usually about 30000 to furnish it. And is it your contractor? I do have a contractor that I like to use. If my client chooses to not go with his quote then they can use another contractor. But I'm kind of getting to the point where I don't know if I'm going to continue to do that. But, right. Because like this last project with was all these horrible. People. Yes. Um, many people to communicate with. Well, that and, you know, my contractor knows me. He understands what I like. Yeah. He knows when to ask questions and when to just like get it done. Um, and I know that his work is quality. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. This last Airbnb we did, they decided to go with a really cheap contractor. And when they put in one of the um, vanities in the bathroom, he was trying to shove it and oh, no. busted a line, a very small leak in the wall. <gasps> so weeks later, I'm like, I see something like on the baseboard. I think there's water mm -mm. here. And they had to the rip wall. it out. We had to tear out the master bathroom. We had to tear out the laundry oh, room. Like the walls no. do mold. All to go so with the all cheaper of this option. Because they went with a cheap contractor that nobody knew. You know, it's like right. it's one thing if my client knows them and they're yeah. like, they're reliable. My friends yeah. have used them. This is they have great work. But like when you just pick a contractor out of thin air, right. you don't know what you're getting. No, you don't know what you're getting. Wow. Better to have them vetted. Okay. Can we take a little turn here? Sure. You're like, I don't know where you're going with this because oh, it wasn't on your list. Oh, man. <laughs> it wasn't on your sweating. prep list. Don't sweat. I want to talk about your Instagram. Okay. How did you grow it? Because I think it was a little unique and people don't always think about this. Mm -hmm. But like tell people what you post on the office Instagram, how you grew it, and and kind of like the the origin of that. Okay. So I originally started that Instagram when I was pregnant with my son, right when I had switched to Remax Professional. I love design. And I was like... I just want like a page where everything I love is there. You were sort of Pinterest boarding. It was like a Pinterest board. It was not Instagram. really meant for anybody to right. actually like go like and see and whatever. It was just right. for me. Right. And I, it was kind of like my morning ritual. Like I would sit there with my coffee and like find things I like and repost them to my Instagram because it was also like, I tend to be like squirrel, you know, yeah. when it comes to design because I love everything beautiful. Yeah. I love contemporary. I love, but I'm also like very much at my roots. I love old houses. Yeah. So mm -hmm. um, I just wanted everything in one place and I just kept posting. Um, 
every single day for five years straight. And then Cameron took over and was posting when I got super busy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, I just can't post every day anymore. And I had like this theme going. Like, yeah. well, Mondays I did one thing. On Tuesdays, I did so Transformation she Tuesday. For you. So she, we sat down and she followed that trend for me. So that helped it grow a lot. And she made a post that ended up on like the Instagram homepage. Uh-huh. And so that brought a ton of followers. And then I made a and post. And that post was still a repost of someone else. It was a else. repost of someone's and beautiful And all of home. these were always, you were giving credit to the yeah, original poster. Yes, it always was yeah. like, hey, this house is by this person. This right. person, you know. Right. But I think it showcased my style. So that right. when I did start to attract clients from it, they were, they liked the, the style that I liked. Right. So it was easier you know, to get clients Yeah, from I guess my point for this and where I'm trying to drive you when you got there is that if you're brand new at this and you've never yeah. designed anything for anyone, but if you have a body of work that shows what you like, yes, then it's easy for someone to be like, oh, that's the style I like too. Right. Did you get clients off of Instagram? I still, to this day, get clients off of Instagram. That you don't know in any way don't other than they way. found never you on Instagram. they they message me. I'm doing a house right now in Copper Mill. The, wow. I'm furnishing the whole house. And it was based off of her seeing my Instagram. Mm. Were you using, how did they know where where you were? Like, were you using a local hashtag or? I always use hashtags, but I saved them in my notes. So I had 30 hashtags mm-hmm. or I had like 25. Okay. And then I would add five that had to do with that post. Oh, yeah. Um, that was the only thing that I did. Yeah. I didn't, I never ran ads. Right. I've never run, I don't even know how to run an Instagram ad. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, what is that account? Like 14, 15,000, 16,000 followers? followers. That's a lot. And the one that the, the reel that got us the most new followers was I had accidentally let a client's dog in the house one day. Okay. (laughs) And it was an outside dog and she wasn't there. And I had let myself in to take measurements and I was like, here's a milk bone. And the dog was like, no. No, thank you, ma'am. And then I went and got like some cheese crackers. And the dog was like, yeah, I'll go outside <laughs> for that. So I threw them outside and I did a like a five second reel and it got 180,000 views. And I you think, tried I think to lure we got the dog like 10,000 new followers. Oh my God. From, from the dog video. The dog the- video. But the point of it is, is I had been posting for five years every day. I had been consistent. Right. So when That's they went the to point. see the dog video, there was also like, all oh, the beautiful houses. This is a lot of beautiful houses that I like. And so I really just think when it comes to real estate, when it comes to design, that you have to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Like, don't copy other people. Don't copy other realtors. Don't copy other designers post what you like yeah mm-hmm. if you love cheese boards post about cheese boards right mm-hmm. if you love you know like whatever mm-hmm. it is you love that is who you have to be yeah in order to attract your ideal clientele mm-hmm. because if you try to be like somebody else you're going to attract clientele that are not like you mm-hmm. and you're going to be miserable right in whatever field you're in right right i love that where do you see yourself going in the future you, your business, whatever you'd like to share with us. <laughs> so I see opening two offices side by side. I see a white building and a dark building. Oh, okay. Like a beauty oh. building. Are the, e- are the evil people the realtors? Yeah. No. The dark building oh, is, is the, the design. Is the design. Okay. The white building is the real estate okay. side. Love it. And we can all like, I think that this business 
what I have created, it's so it it goes so well together because yeah, right. I have been on a design appointment, and when I mention that I'm a real estate broker, they're like, "We're gonna have you sell our house, mm-hmm. right?" And so, and this it goes vice versa. Like a right. lot of my past clients are my design clients. Yeah, right. Well, so, and that's a really nice way to and keep. And you can and you can give back and forth to <laughs> right. each other. You know, like right. here, Katie. There, here's one in your neighborhood. Yeah. And then you're you keeping know. up with each other without them having to sell their house. Well, right. Right. Because I don't really no. not, I don't want to do it. Like, yeah. I would rather hand something off yeah, to Katie you'd rather or hand refer something it. off to somebody. You'd rather you know. do the design work at this point. Yes. Okay. But I do like the point that if people are going to start staying in their houses 7, 10, 15 years, you you don't want to work with them once every 10 years. Right. If you're giving them design services, that's going to come up multiple times in the yeah. course of that 10 years. Mm-hmm. It, it really has helped my real estate business yeah. as far as getting, past, like I, in the beginning, I would have past clients that two years in, they were like, I couldn't remember your name to call you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and to, I, I wasn't always the best at follow up that way. I have long term. Yeah, I have up. not always been the best at long term. I know you're so. busy and you have lots of jobs. Do you advertise to your like sphere? Do you need to at this point? You can't because you wouldn't be able I to have more business than I can possibly handle handle yeah. right now. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm trying to figure out how to do all the business. I mean, that's that a I great have problem to have. It's a great problem to have, especially in this economy. Yeah. Um, I am forever grateful for the path that I have been led down to end up here. Yeah. Um, and I want what I want to do is be able to sit down and I'm working on this now with the website revival is do some actual guides on how to stage your home. And mm-hmm. so that way, like I know that I'm too busy to right. help everybody. How can so we help more how people? How can I help more people when it comes to that's why I did the paint guide? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I had so many realtors calling me, like, what color should I paint this house? And I didn't have time to sit down and say, these are the colors you should paint that house. Right. But mm-hmm. at least I could do a guide and hand that out to people, you know. So I think yeah. guides on, even like I have past clients that call me and they're like, how do I stage my console table in my foyer? Right. Like I want to do something like that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I'd love to have that as a guide. Like I would love people to be able to go to our website and just click, click, click. Oh, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. You there know, you go. Get paint colors. And yeah. How do you style your living room and your console and your outdoor area? And, yeah, that's nice. You know. That would be so helpful. Yes, because mm-hmm. people need help. Right, people but need I'm only help. One person, but you're so. only one. You can only help so many. Yeah, and my style is, you know, everybody's style is different. Right, you're going to give people different advice on how to style a console than I am. You right, know? so it's just okay. And do we want to share before we we wrap up the the reason why I came to your office was because you Instagram messaged me and said, "Hey, I see that you're really interested in staging because that's what I was posting." Yeah, yeah. I think you might be a good fit for the office, and I'm like, "Well, maybe." And you know, then we became yeah. friends, and then yeah. we talked for a while, and then I came to the office after a while. Um, I just think that it proves that having a niche and then seeking out the other people that will work within that niche can be very successful. Well, yes. you were very selective. And you, who you, she is, you are one of two people that I've ever contacted. Very nice. And, and that is the hard thing about having a brokerage yeah. is I've had to turn a lot of people away because I think that we don't align in what they want right. and, and what I want. But I find that so refreshing. Right. Because we're so used yeah. to, you know, quantity of agents. Yeah. Teams. 
I'm all about the slow life. I'm not yeah. all about that fast life. Well, right. And I think it makes sense though is, because you can then confidently send your agents out and know they're not going to list a house that is hideous and, you know, not staged and doesn't reflect the business because you're putting the same sign in the yard either way. Right. And I, yeah, I've actually had to have come to Jesus moments with people mm-hmm. and say, this isn't a good fit. You know, right. it's... It's not easy to do that. Yeah. I, I am not good at hurting other people's feelings. No. You know? And you don't and want so, to. And I don't want to. But right. at the end of the day, I think that everybody has a place and everybody has a community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they just need to find their community. Right. But I know? like that you're more selective now about who you take into the office. And it's better to have a small group. But as long as they it all aligns, then it's yes. easy for you to kind of keep it consistent. And it's easier for everybody to get along. You know? Yeah. It's like when we meet up and do things, it's not awkward because you have like... Right. One one that's too different that just never fit in. Right. And any one of us would be happy to go and help you stage something. And we would be entertained or go buy. Oh, you need us to go buy books for the bookshelf? No problem. (laughs) Right. We'll be right on that. (laughs) So it is kind of nice for that, too. Yeah. Do you have any other questions, Alyssa? Mm -mm. Have you learned so much today? (laughs) Yeah. If I've been quiet, it's because I am not a designer and I'm just fascinated <laughs> listening to the two of you talk like, I actually even thought I was like I mean I don't I feel like Katie could just interview Brandy because like I'm not gonna have anything to we're happy her. that you were here I would go interview and she'd be like listen <laughs> you're just you're just not a good fit you know? oh, at her office yeah. you, she'd be no, like no you stage your property you do you stage. I don't she pays don't. someone to yeah. but she believes in it yeah. I do that's the difference it. and you believe also in believe in the condition of the property <laughs> yeah yes. I mean I get it like sometimes you have investment properties that you're listing uh-huh. and I'm not yeah. saying that every property we perfect. list have mm-hmm. to be perfect right but you do understand that it needs to be done. It needs to be in good <laughs> yeah. condition. You cannot just put There's aside in the yard. There's got to be some curb appeal. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some zhuzhing. Oh, right. Space. Okay. Did you bring a toast for us today? I did. I wanted to toast Jennifer Henson, who started with us recently over the past couple months. Okay. I haven't even met Jennifer. I know. I got to I gotta see this I lady. I know. I okay. Know. Well, tell us about Jennifer. So she worked at Blue Cross for, I, I think... 20 something years. Wow. And retired from there. And I love it. Um, you know, just was like, I don't want to sit at home. Mm-hmm. And she's done great with her home and picking new colors on her own and doing things. And she's like, I just want to help. Like, when it, whatever capacity that is, whether it's ordering furniture or steaming curtains or whatever. She you just need wants done. to be in the environment. She wants to be in the environment. Love it. And How I fun. love that. And so, yeah. How did she approach you or how did that this come to be? Well, we'd just been talking and yeah. just, it just, you know, she was, fit. she had started working for another company and she was like, I just don't think this is for me. Like, I just don't know what to do with my life, you mm-hmm. know? But how did you know? Was she like a personal friend? Yeah. She's actually my aunt. Oh, so. I love it. Aunt oh, Jennifer. Yeah. I love so it. Oh, oh, this is good. Okay. Well, cheers yeah. to Jennifer. I can't wait to meet her now. Yeah. I'm so excited. And everybody like Megan met her and she was like, okay, yeah, she's definitely your aunt. Like, definitely <laughs> your aunt. Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> How okay. Great. Any parting words for the audience? No. You I feel think this just, was so good. It was just so be, good. Just be yourself. It's great advice. And I just be feel like yourself. you are just taking the opportunities that come to you. Yes. Like I'm very much. Yeah. You want to buy a Planet Beach? Sure. You want to be a manager? Sure. sure. You want to be a buyer's leader? Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I know that 
one day we'll have an office and those things. I'm just waiting for the right well, opportunity. Well, I like that you're up. always in a kind of a growth mode. Yeah. I am very much in a growth mode. I do think that eventually the company will be big an empire. I and love that. I mean, empire. you've only been you've only been in real estate 10 years. You've only had this office for 6. Yeah, I know. You, so you're just a baby. Right. You are <laughs> just, just a little a baby. baby office. Just a 42-year-old baby. You're going to get yeah. you're going <laughs> to amazing things are going to happen. Well, thank you for being here, especially Thank y'all for having in me. Studio. I was very excited. We like to have you great. here. Um, okay, so everyone go check out Brandy. You can look in the show notes for her paint guide. Yes. And um, any other ways they should find you? Southerly, what's your the Instagram is? Southerly underscore LA. Okay, so y'all go check out all of the beautiful houses. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye, guys. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to ratethispodcast.com slash hustle humbly and leave us a review or drop a comment if you're listening on Spotify. If you have an episode topic or someone you'd like to toast on the show, please email us at team at hustlehumblypodcast.com. Find us on social media at Hustle Humbly Podcast. Don't forget to find all of the free resources at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. See you next week. This is the good life.